Hi, welcome to Rebuilders. My name is Liddy. I'm here with Mark Sayers. How are you going, Mark? I'm going very well. How are you going? Well, yeah, pretty good. Got my coffee, um, the glaringly absent uh, plate. Of pastries. I know. Not here today. I blame Daniel. But we have something better than pastries. We do have something better than pastries. We have... The wonderful Terry Walling coming to us <laughs> from California. How are you going over there, Terry? I'm going good, but uh, I've never really been compared to pastries. And to know that I'm better than pastries, that's that's a pretty high mark right yeah. there. For this that's podcast, that's the highest. <laughs> the highest. <laughs> that's the high level of the yes. podcast right there. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Terry Walling, we have had the privilege of you joining us over here at Red um, back in, what was it? 2018 uh and obviously we won't be able to see you in person for a long time but we really appreciate you joining us so terry is um i guess the head of a company or an organization called leader breakthrough um, if you go to leaderbreakthrough.com you can find out a little bit more about what that organization does terry lives in california with his wife robin and absolutely yeah. and and our yes. eight grandbabies so make sure we get oh, yes, them wow. they always eight of them equal time Oh. Eight grandbabies, five minutes away. Come on. What Come a on. privilege. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we are so thankful for you joining us today. So Terry knows all things leadership. Yes. And how do you feel if we just sort of dive right in? I'm good. I'm good as long as we watch the disclaimers about all things leadership. <laughs> yes. He's been at it for a while. And so uh, I've got the scars to prove it, but uh, glad to, to share anything that I know and have for us today yeah well um i'm gonna lead us with a with a question here what are you hearing from leaders at this moment we're obviously living through some very challenging very different times uh yeah what are you hearing from leaders across the world Mm. at the moment well i think probably the number one uh theme i'm hearing is something i for lack of a better label i call surprise fatigue Mm -hmm. Um, I think everybody, because uh, of the pandemic worldwide in all different situations and all different forms, kind of said to themselves, let's make it through 2020 and we'll be fine. Mm. Let's just get through this year and everything will actually work out. Only to find out that, um, you know, depending on country and, and where you are in the stance that, you know what, the, the year turned and everything's still not fine. Mm. And there's still tons of adjustment. There's still tons of things going on that people are having a hard time coping with and explaining. And then there's also a, a lot more demands on people because are we going back? Are we going forward? Hmm. How do we actually now kind of reconvert ourselves back into what we're supposed to be? So um, I just think leaders are out there carrying all of that on top of having carried this last year. And so a lot of them are surprised by how tired they are or how fatigued they are. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think we've underestimated is what it's like to carry the emotional load of change Mm -hmm. and adjustment and destabilization and uncertainty, what that's actually done to us. And Mm -hmm. I think the emotions are catching up now and just when leaders need to kind of start firing in a new direction, 
they kind of turn on the engine in here. It's it's not there. It's not firing back up. So the number one thing I hear out there is fatigue. And the number two thing I hear out there is uh, being caught in the crossfire. Mm. And what I mean by that is they're caught in the crossfire of people who want it like we used to be. And people who know it can never be like it used to be. Mm. And back and forth, there's this banter and they're sitting right in the middle of it. Um, and a lot of them struggled with handling those kind of discussions anyway, and now it's accentuated. Mm. So there's actually some um, significant doubt out there mm. that I'll have what it takes to lead us forward. Mm. And then I'll have what it takes actually to figure out what we need to be in light of all the change that's happened. So those would be the two threads that I'm hearing as a coach leaders, mentor, teach classes, all those kind of things. And I think the number one um, excitement I hear is, could it be different? And the number one fear I hit here is, will it be different? Mm. So those are the two other things that are kind of the undercurrent that's feeding it. And so um, there's a lot of people who want it to be different, but a lot of doubters who believe it can't be different. So I'll just stop there. But those are some of the threads and some of the patterns I'm hearing. Mm. Just, I mean, I can I can identify with with <laughs> definitely like the. I'm just looking at the first one in particular. That sense of coming back in January, and even I knew that it wasn't. You know, I, I've been saying for months it's not just going to all go away in 2021. But almost the emotional yeah. thing of coming into the office, like we have a new, oh, I've got a new office um, here and uh, bought uh, the, uh, you may have even bought it. Did, someone bought me a uh, planner for the year and uh, <laughs> put it up on the wall and then sort of almost like <laughs> this muscle memory of, okay, so leader, you're going to plan out the year. This is what you're going to do. And then just like we went into a snap lockdown here and just like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to plan. So it was almost mm-hmm. like the usual uh, techniques and, and that I used to, yeah. to lead yeah. just just weren't there. Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess I guess for leaders who are finding like, okay, so I'm starting this year, but those tried and tested routines are not working. What would be your advice right. to them? Right. Well, let me just let me just um, capture it in a statement that maybe a lot of the people know I'm about, and that's transitions. Mm. Uh, we are not through this transition. No. The calendar and the demands say we're supposed to be because we're coming out of something supposedly. But that that does not mean we're, we're there. Mm. What, it, what it essentially means is that we've kind of kind of caused this evaluation surrender to continue to happen in our lives as we try to figure out, Uh, what's going. So I think everything needs to be seen in a backdrop of exactly what we don't want to hear, Mm. that we're still in a transition. Mm. Everybody is tired. Everybody doesn't want to deal with that. Mm. And so part of the fatigue that's out there and part of the things that people are experiencing right now is met with their own struggle with it, as well as getting outside help Mm. um, to kind of cope with it. So that, that's one of the things, and we don't get to clarity alone. Um, we're not going back to where we were. The question is, we don't know where we're going. See, that's classic transition. Mm. So the, 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 I think the key thing to keep in mind is that uh, resiliency is built over time. 
And one of the things that most leaders are dealing with to actually try to counteract that is we have to actually say, what is the new rhythms, not just for the church, but for me? Mm. What's the new sacred rhythm for me? What is it? Because what, you know, God is here isn't going to take us there. So in the midst of all of this, what is the way that I need to set up so that not just I cope, but I begin to start sustaining myself for a longer journey than I thought and being able to create uh, some rhythms within my life that give me life, no matter what the demands of the organization are. Mm -hmm. Because if this thing hangs on much farther, what's going to happen is in the United States, they estimate by fall, we could lose 20 to 30% of the vocational leaders. Wow. They're that beat up. Mm. So they have, we have to start being proactive, not for the church, which is what everybody's been thinking about, but for my own ability to replenish myself and actually cope with um, long-term uncertainty. Mm. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Do you you think there's a sort of pace question as well? Like, I mean, this is one thing I've been thinking about, like, I think like one analogy I've almost thought like in high school I used to do running and I remember you would come to the end of a race and the bit where you're like you're physically dead but I still remember in my head the bit the bend you would go around where we would race at high school and I knew know where the finish line was and it was right. almost like okay I'm physically dead but I know that's the finish line and that's almost right. mentally would get me there it's almost like what I feel now it's like yeah I've got to that bit or leaders against that bit where it's like man I'm just spent but I yeah. don't even know where the finish line is yeah. like is it another yeah. mile is it yeah, it, yeah. Totally, totally. And so what happens is leaders often medicate at that point. So what they typically do is find other ways because they can't find the certainty anymore that this thing is either going to end or I know even how long it's going to go. So they will binge, they will go off on different things. And that's not what I'm talking about by new rhythm. I'm talking about the fact that exactly how you described it is what people are feeling. That's why the fatigue is set in. So now what is a, what does a sacred rhythm look like in that space? Mm. Yeah. What does it look like when I work on the four key areas of a leader and, and it's kind of their base. And by mm. the way, for most leaders, this is what's eroded. What's it look like socially? Mm. what's it look like physically actually the physical body Mm. what's it look like emotionally Mm. and what does it look like strategically now people Mm. are going to say immediately well we're spiritual well i'm operating with the fact of okay we're trying to pay attention to spiritual but don't forget these other parts of the base And, and I'll never forget an article I read uh, of a key leader here in the United States who had everything right spiritually and put his head down on the desk and, and was spent, was gone. Mm. It was closer to God than he ever, ministry was going better than it ever had, and he was gone. He was in, a, he was in burnout. And so what does sacred rhythm look like with social? When you, what does sacred li- rhythm look like with your physical caring for your body? What does it look like emotionally when you sit down with somebody and process some of the things you're feeling? And what does it look like 
strategically. In other words, what does it look like? What is God teaching me? And where am I going in the midst of all this uncertainty? Mm-hmm. Bobby Clinton and all the research would say that's your base. And a lot of times when there's cracks in the base, no matter how strong you are spiritually, you still can't cope. Mm. So I'll stop there. But yeah, anyways, that's, I, right. that's how you that's how you actually start forming that rhythm around making sure all the needs are taken care of with the person. Mm. So, yeah, so great. Um, just jotting a few things down as we're talking. <laughs> um so we are obviously in a transition, a significant transition, a long one. How do yeah. we not leave this transition without having learned something aside from yeah. um, it's been long, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. pretty depleted? What do we learn? Well, from let this? me throw it back to you, Lydia. How do you think? See, I'm a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ask people ah. and, you know, how, how, how do you as a leader see getting all you can out of a transition. Cause that's one of my principles. Instead of fighting a transition, get all you can out of it. What causes somebody like you to stay in the game? Oh, that's a big question. Um, I think for me coming back to what, what got me here in the first place, yep. why am I actually here? Was mm. was this a, a choice that I made because it sounded like a good idea at the time or <laughs> was it a set of circumstances that I yep. can not even imagine putting together myself? Was it God that yep. got me here? And if he wants me here, then I'm going to keep going. And what do I need oh. to do to keep going well? And there has been a lot of times in this last year where I've had to ask that yeah. question and had to change some things and had to put some things in place. And I'm still trying yeah. to do that. Yeah. So. Well, you nailed it. Yeah. You, you, you definitely nail one because one of the ways you get the messed out of it is return to your call. Yeah. Mm. Okay. In other words, let him refine your call. God, what are you actually adding to my call? You may be adding perseverance and strength mm. and courage. Return back to that call. And almost like Paul, you know, he who began this good work when he told the church in Philippians, you are doing this work. I am not doing your work. You are doing your work in me. Hmm. And I return back to it, not because you need me. I need you. Hmm. And you called me and therefore I align with you. So one is returning back to your call. Second of all, and second of all is returning back to how this thing works. Mm. How this thing works is this idea of God is always at work and our, our call is to align with that work. Yeah. Mm. So one, how did I get into this work? Two, what is your work even in the midst of this time? Give me, Lord, eyes to see and ears to hear mm. what you're at work doing. And then the trifecta, the third is make sure that you have a place where even though you're giving to other people, not only are people giving to you, but they're actually helping you process what you're experiencing. Yeah, that's good. So leadership development is time analysis up against, in other words, it's understanding the time in which you're living up against two key factors, processing Mm. and response. Mm. 
So what is going on is, is we think a pandemic is going on or a transition is going on or this all stuff. No, what's going on is God is using this very moment Mm. to shape each one of us. Mm. So I need an outlet to process. And I need actually then some time to actually think of my response. Mm. So that's how you stay in as opposed to just being swept along. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's not easy work. (laughs) It's actually intentional work. And it now is the important and urgent basket for most leaders. Mm. Man, I... Oh, We're going to need good. to take an offering here. The boy's preaching right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, but it, it comes from leaders' lives. It comes from lots of individuals who actually uh, have tried to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So mm-hmm. um, part of that challenge, I think, in each one of us is to find our unique way, but still find our way based upon how others have found the way. Yeah. That's great. question that he'd like to throw to you, question he does from the gallery. Yeah. The third world. <laughs> um, fourth wall. Fourth wall. Just, yeah. to, just on that, Terry, I know for myself personally, and I'm sure many other people, one of the big works God has been doing is letting go of control and yep. letting go of the, like the, the tangibles, I suppose, that we're used to mm. um, holding yep. on to that to help navigate us, get us through different things. And so where God has asked us to place that on the altar how do we, I suppose, in what you're saying, that reflection, that processing, like if some of that stuff we've had to give over, how do we kind of step back into that space or how do we do those kind of things without just taking back control again mm-hmm. or taking back our own time again or striving towards figuring this out? Yeah. Mm, great question, Daniel. Mm. Yeah, that's why I'm going to pitch it to Mark. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think probably um, my first reaction to that is it's not uncommon for God to bring up old issues when you confront new challenges. Well, ain't that the truth? So (laughs) you should not be surprised when old struggles kind of resurface in the midst of these kind of moments. Mm. And I think you need to see it differently. And we need to, I need to see it differently. So what God are you doing now or allowing the old stuff to come back up again? And one of them is control. Mm. The other one is fear. Mm. So it's either, it's either one of those, either I'm going to jump out and take control or I'm going to be a victim and fear what's happening. Either one of those two. And typically, those are the net result of actually bringing back an issue that you may not have voiced for a while, but need to revoice. Mm-hmm. And what, what I mean by that is take for an example, mine is approval. 
Some could be self-acceptance. Another one could be measure, not measuring up, not having what it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, people won't want it when I step out, whatever. All, those are what I call your issue. And that issue is being used by God to dig deeper wells. Mm. Mm. So what you have to do is basically recognize I'm feeling this again because it's pushing on that issue again. Mm. So God, I come back to you and again say it's yours. Mm. So not just the surface issue, the deeper issue. That's what I'm saying. The presenting issue kind of goes after a deeper issue. And Daniel, Mm. if it is control, you're coming back to, Lord, I need to revisit why I think in the midst of a crisis, it is so important that I be in control. Mm. What is that, Lord? Take me to a new understanding of that. Mm. Now, the net result of that is you understanding in a new way, his love for you, And then you being responding to that love by trusting him. Mm. So here's what I say to sum it all up. It's always going to come back to trust, especially for leaders. And it's always going to be about his love. Mm. Mm. So does he love you in spite of your issue? Mm. A while back, he said, yes. We got to get to a new place where he's, where you hear him say yes again. Mm. That's the deeper. Well, that's where you find him in new ways. And that's where, in some sense, there's spiritual authority to lead into the future. Mm. Cool. So good, Terry. So essentially, a- you're, you're yeah. asking, I guess I'm just sort of like trying to, like, I think, you know, there's a lot of pastors uh, and leaders who listen to rebuilders. And yeah. really, there's an invitation here to reframe this moment um, from yes. a great disruption, which it is, um, but actually an invitation. Mm. to go to new right. deeper levels and and actually all that stuff that's coming up is not to be pushed down it's actually to be looked at during this time. absolutely mm. and it's actually the potter shaping the clay and it's actually recognizing that you could have been at a place of a dry well and he knows that and he's digging deeper mm. so remember my mm. little axiom take his invitation and go deep because mm. the only way you go wide or lead with greater influence is to go deeper in that intimacy with him. Mm. Mm. So he, this isn't a disruption. This is a transitional sovereign moment mm. for us to go to a new place with him. Mm. And that ties then back in to see our other thing with the sacred rhythms. Mm. If you don't have shored up the base then it'll be hard for you to actually go to that new place because all these other things and needs you have will distract you away from it. Mm. But if you care for the cracks in the base, shore that up, then you can dig deeper and, and find him in new ways. Mm. That's great. I guess like a, a final question maybe um, is a lot of leaders listening, but also a lot of younger leaders. And, mm. you know, I think back to, you know, that big study that was from that book, Soul Searching. Um, yep. And, you know, it came, basically said that, you know, I was looking at American young adults, um, but I think it's true for many other countries that uh, it didn't matter what religion they were from, essentially they saw the point of faith as 
to really deliver good experiences and to feel good. Mm. And God, you know, was there to make you feel good. Um, so there's this sense that this is really different what you're saying because, you know, mm. a lot of people have seen, you know, the pandemic and I know, you know, speaking to lots of young leaders who, you know, are on that verge of like not coming back. Uh, right. Because it's been profoundly right. unenjoyable, profoundly painful, mm. um, isolating. Yeah. This is not making people feel good. Um and there's a sense where you're actually encouraging people and saying, hang on, the way that you've understood the world that, hey, it's always going to feel good. It, yes, it, if 2020 had been this non-pandemic year of just incredible, I don't know, chocolates falling from the sky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that, um, or, or pastries. Or hey, pastries, or yes. <laughs> Chocolate pastries, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hang on, are we medicating with our pastries? That's, yeah. the, other, that's the question I had you earlier. You could be, but that's for another episode. Yeah, that's a yeah, whole, okay, right, yeah, whole yeah, mini-series. I'll drop yeah. that down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that there's a sense where if, you know, again, I'm not saying God caused this, but if, if moments like this didn't happen, we wouldn't go as deep. Is that essentially right. what you're saying? Right. Well, I, I just, you know, even though it sounds like I've got supposedly an answer for every question, uh, this is a tough, this has been, I think, the toughest year hmm. for leadership. Hmm. So if you're a leader out there, a pastor out there, struggling, wondering, considering even throwing it in and not, not going on, I totally get it. Not only do I totally get it, I have felt it. Not only I have totally felt it, you know, I have said, really, Lord, uh, you know, come on. So I, I just think let's not pass that authentic moment and say, this has been a tough go. Mm. And this has been extremely hard. But something happens in this moment that can't happen in any other moment. Mm. That's why God puts us in a transition. Mm. Something happens to you and me in these moments that can't happen in other moments. And that's why he's allowed it to happen. Even in the midst of that desperation, that kind of, on the floor, crying out to God, hands up, enough. What are you doing? That is the formation moment hmm. that happens in a transition that doesn't happen when we're busy, you know, crafting out sermons. Hmm. Um, and in that moment, um, here, here's probably the greatest encouragement I think I can give in that moment. As we cry out to God, something happens in us mm. and that something happens transacted between him and us, mm. meaning this, when we run to him in dependency, he now can trust us with more of his authority and he can give to us more of his presence because it's now clear instead of running away from him, we've run toward him. He can trust us when we now move on from this, that if he gives us more of his presence, we will make it about him, not us. Mm. The reason we go through these moments is not simply because he enjoys straightening us out. Mm. The reason we go through this moment 
It's so he can give to us what we've been longing for, more of him as we seek to, to minister to others for him. Mm. Mm. Wow. Hang in there. Mm. Hang in there. And you won't even know. By the way, this is the mysterious thing about something called spiritual authority. You won't even know you have it. But others know. Mm. And when you touch leadership in the days ahead, you'll touch it differently. And even if they can't put words to it, there's a greater potential they'll follow you. Because mm. they're not following you. They're following the fragrance of Jesus on you mm. as he's given you more of his presence. Oh. <laughs> really light stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, Terry. Um, so encouraging. Um yeah, just really encourage those who are listening to, um, yeah, really chew over this stuff, sit mm. with God, mm. ask him what he's doing and what he's showing you through this transition. Uh, also encourage you to head to leaderbreakthrough.com. That's leaderbreakthroughthru.com um, to find out more about what Terry Welling does. Um, Terry, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Yeah. Mm. We, yeah, 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 I've, I've got a lot of notes to look over for myself. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Oh, oh, I just, I just soaked it up today. That's yeah, all, yeah, that's great. all I did. Sponge man over <laughs> here. Hey, we got to correct that next time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I talked to you. Sponge Mark Squarepants is what I will now call you. Um, just for today. Uh, yeah, that's it for today. Catch you next time.